Cam's grabbing a beer. Good. So good. And we are live waiting for the viewers to come here on the Marlboro Softball Talk Facebook page. I'm Scott Seidenberg, the host here of Marlboro Softball Talk in our final regular season podcast episode. So we have one more game in the regular season that's going to come up on Sunday and then we will get ready for the playoffs next week. We'll do a whole playoff preview episode with Mitch Pollock and have a final Pollock power rankings, completing the regular season and doing the rankings as we head into the postseason. And it might not necessarily be the rankings equaling where the teams are seated in the playoffs. So that's something you want to tune into next week. But for right now, let's welcome in my guest to help talk about the playoff scenarios and preview Sunday's games. He is the commissioner, Joe Mamone. Hey, Kamish. Scott, what's up, buddy? How you doing? You know, it's crazy to think of where we came from when we started the season in, what, mid to late July after all the delays. And here we are. Yep the final regular season game. It, it really is truly amazing. I mean, if you really think about it, right, we we had some delays, we got started, then we had a little COVID situation, and now here we are, you know, one game away from the playoffs. And, um, you know, I can't say enough about the league and the board and the captains and the players and just the resiliency we've shown this year. It's, it's really been amazing. I mean, I think Doug mentioned to me earlier, we've had 33 replacements. Um, this year, and we filled them all. So and that's you know, credit to Doug. Let's give him a shout out for the yeah, replacement. No, for sure. I mean, he does a lot of hard work there, giving guys calls. It's it's amazing. And and now we're yeah, we're, we're right here at the finish line. It's amazing. So the schedule plays out for Sunday um, with pretty much every team playing one game. I think Apple has a double header. Yeah, someone um, does. Yep. I think that's about it. I think Apple's the only team that has a double header, if I'm if I'm uh, correct there. But there are a lot of scenarios because if you look at the standings right yeah. now, if the season ended before Sunday, like today, yep. Steinberg is the one seed, and the four two. teams, the four teams in the playing game, though more importantly, Insane. are Bykovsky, Demarco, Lapine, and Chef. Now, looking at those four right now, Joe. Uh, Lapine and Chef are guaranteed to be in the playing game. Correct. But the other two slots, I believe, are still open. I don't think Bykovsky and DeMarco, even though they have 10 losses, I don't think they're guaranteed to be in this game. No, they're not. And if you look at it, yeah, to your point, if you look at it right now, it is DeMarco, Lapine, Chef, and Bykovsky. And by the way, if you would have told me that Lapine and Bykovsky would be in the playing game come the end of the season, I wouldn't believe you. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't think anybody expected those two teams to have the season that they have had. So here's how it plays out. Bykovsky's final game is against Pollock. DeMarco's final game is against LaRocca. Yep. And Apple has the doubleheader against Pingaro and Fratkin. Let's say Apple splits his doubleheader. Apple's yep. going to finish the year at 7-10. and 10. Bykovsky would need a win to get to 7-10. and 10. DeMarco right. would need a win to get to 7-10. and 10. Oh, and by the way, a Drashinsky loss puts them at 7-10. and 10. A Lombardi loss puts them at 7-10. <laughs> and 10. A Goldfarb loss puts them yeah, you're at 7-10. Right. and 10. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's crazy. So we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Although, you know, like, it's not going to be easy, though. I mean, Bykovsky's got a tough Pollock team to deal with. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. 
Yeah, because Trashinsky plays Marone. You'd have to favor Marone in that one. But Drus- well, then again, well, then again, though, you got to remember Marone is missing his one mm-hmm. pick. I know Martin's still recovering from his, you know, meniscus surgery. Um, I think DeMarco might have some issues, but I'll let I'll let him talk about that at a later date. But um, we definitely owe um, Anthony some kudos, and I'm sure you'll you'll hear about it at a, a later time and place. Um, but just for some of the work he's done on the uh, police force there. Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't know. These other games, it's going to be crazy. We'll see what happens. But it's, it's an exciting finish. You can't really ask for much more. Yeah, and and if one of those teams that I mentioned should fall into the playing game uh, and I had to pick one that I would like to avoid moving forward, I might take this Apple team because they're, they're, they're dangerous. They are and, a good team. And think about this. They are six and nine right now on the year, and however they finish, but that's nine losses right now. Four of those losses, Apple was swept in a doubleheader twice. Well, didn't they? And they without, were fighting missing guys too, right? Without their pitcher Lambo. Yeah. That's so without their tremendous. pitcher, they lose four games on two doubleheaders, if they split both those doubleheaders, we're talking about a team that's probably fighting for like a six, seven, or eight seed. No doubt. And I think Nick, Nick, uh, you know, Tarano would probably admit too, he got off to a little bit of a slow start and Mm -hmm. he's really heated up. So that I agree. That team is dangerous. You got a kid like, you know, Fishman, look at him. The guy's hitting bombs over Union Hill. Yeah. I I agree with you, Scott. That team is dangerous. Them and I'd probably say um, by Kofsky, I just think they have way too much talent. And they're too way too good defensively. Um, I wouldn't want to see them either. Now, he, the interesting part with all these teams jumbled in together is that anybody could slide in from like the five seed all yep. the way to like the twelve or thirteen. Look at this game. Uh, you and I face each other on Sunday. Yeah, we were talking about that, right? We're both nine and seven, and with a win or a loss. Either one of our teams, because of tiebreakers, could go to like maybe the fifth seed yeah. to I think as low as like eleven, maybe. It's crazy. Yeah, you're right. Right. It all depends on what happens. But yeah, I look at it's funny. I'm looking at the standings right now, and there's really not a team that I could put my finger on that I say, I really want to play that team or I really want to play that team. Everyone's gonna be a tough out. It's gonna be an exciting playoffs for sure. If the season ended today, your team is the six seed. Right. So that you would means get Goldfarb, I believe. You right? would play the 11, which is Goldfarb. Yep. Yeah. I don't want to see Justin Brock in the playoffs. <laughs> no one does. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, if the season ended today, Steinberg would be the one seed. Uh, they're 12 and four on the year. Would you say that right now they are the prohibitive favorite to win it all? <sighs> You know what? If I if I had to pick a team, honestly, I think don't get me wrong. I think Steinberg's team is excellent, um, and with the addition of Jay Fox as their pitcher, um, which I think was a great add, I still give the edge to Wallman. I think they're still the best overall team in the league. Um, yeah, I think they've been consistently throughout the year. I know they had a little bit of trouble, you know, mid year with their defense and stuff, but I think they've shored that up. I still think they have the best you know lineup in the league, so I give them the nod. And then probably Steinberg. I think, you know, Pollock's gone a little cold. You know, I think they've lost a, a few in a row. Or actually, they did win on Wednesday. But before that, I think they lost four or five in a row. So, I mean, you know how it goes. It's all about getting hot at the right time. But I still think I give the edge to Walman. 
So if you look right now at what Steinberg would need to do, Steinberg clinches the one with a win. They'd be yep. the only team with 13 wins. They're fine. Uh, but if they lose, they lose tiebreakers to both Harris and Pollock. So Harris and Pollock with a win, and Pollock plays by Kofsky, Harris plays against Lombardi. Uh, if Steinberg were to lose, and who do they play? They play against Lapine. If yep. Steinberg were to lose and fall to 12 and 5, then Harris at 12 and 5 or Pollock at 12 and 5 would be the one seed. Let me check real quick to see Pollock and Harris. Pollock beat Harris. So Pollock with a win and a Steinberg loss would be the one seed overall. Right. Yep. Wallman, I don't think they can get there because even though they can get a 12th win, I believe they lost to they lost to Pollock. They lost, yeah. they lost to Pollock. They beat Harris and they lost to Steinberg. So they that they they would lose too many time break tiebreakers. Right. Because even if both Steinberg and Wallman were 12 and 5, Steinberg has the tiebreaker there. So they would uh they would beat Wallman for the one seed, but that right. Wallman team is dangerous, and yeah, no one wants to play them. Well, well plus even, I, and I know we've talked about this in the past about like the one seed and the two seed. They don't really get that huge of an advantage where you still have to beat the team, you know, two times. But uh-huh. I do really believe that getting that field choice makes such a big difference. I mean, you take a team, I don't know, pick any team, but that might be a Union Hill, you know, Union Hill squad. They, they could hit, you know, long ball, or whatever. You take them out and you put them on a Muni or a swim or something like that. They become a totally different team. So I think it's a huge, huge advantage getting to pick the field. Let's talk about the top seeds right now and talk about where you think they would pick and where they would suit best. Steinberg, let's say, you know, they're going to get the first field choice. Where does where does Steinberg play their games? Where are they best? They're not a Union Hill home run hitting team. I- so I don't think they would play Union Hill because I agree. I don't think I don't think they'd want to play against a play-in winner. Like you don't want to play a Lapine as a playing winner. You don't want no. to play against an Apple as a playing winner at Union Hill. Nope. So they have to choose an open field. Yeah, I think they would probably pick like a swim club, a big infield, you know, maybe a Muni where, you know, Eric and Richie can gobble everything up in the infield. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I see them being like to your point on, a, on an open field, like a swim or a Muni, I would say. Okay, so then let's move down the list to Pollock. Where does Pollock choose to play? I also He's- don't think I don't think that they would pick Union Hill either. I don't think so either. They've always been an East Francis team, so I could yeah. probably I could see them going in that direction. I know they don't have Clamp. I mean, that was always their spot with Clamp, but uh-huh. I, could, I could still see them going to East Francis. They they typically play well there. So does Wallman then choose East Francis because? No, nah, I think I think Wallman goes to um, the talk for them is they really like them in Alpen Field. Um, okay. I think that field plays well for them. I think with Becker, you know, he's a bit of a softy, but he could still put it out of uh, an Alpen three. So I think that's the field for them. Isn't it crazy that right now we've talked about the potential top three teams in the postseason, and all three would not choose Union Hill Road? Yeah, yeah. I well, but look though, I think if you look down the list, all right, you got teams like Demarco, got teams like Lombardi. Those teams are built for Union Hill. Those top teams, I don't think they are. I mean, I know you got some home run threats in the lineup, but I still think they're suited for other fields outside of Union Hill. Yeah, and look, listen, my team right now, which you're, we we could be a six, we're a Union Hill team. I mean, no I'm doubt. look, I'm 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 just crossing my fingers and hoping that if we could somehow get to five, or I think we can't get to five. I think the, by virtue of the tiebreakers, the highest that we can finish is six, and I'm hoping that if we finish sixth, that yep. maybe one of the Union Hills fall to us. Listen, I could tell you if 
I think with with our team, if we happen to, you know, if, if we beat you guys on Sunday mm-hmm. and we get a field choice, listen, we're not a Union Hill team. I mean, we're, we're a very good defensive team. Put us on a middle or a swim or a medium, yeah. something like that, and, and we become a very, very dangerous team. But, yeah, Union Hill, not for us. So what, I think cra- we have a good chance. What's crazy is that I think that if we – even if we lose – we would still be like the eighth seed, which is the final home team, right? Yeah, you get to select. Yep. And we would have the last field choice. So maybe there's a chance that a Union Hill a falls to eight. Honestly, <laughs> and, you, and you'd be surprised. People people don't love Union Hill right in the morning. You got the sun there. So it wouldn't That's surprise a tough me if, yeah. if you guys – Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if you guys ended up there. So Harris, I think, would choose a Union Hill field, though. I think Harris's yes. team is a with Doc and Callow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That so sure. that that's probably the first one that's off the board. And then Marone would have a choice. I don't know where Marone would want to play. It's uh, I think to him, it, to him, it would be where he's comfortable pitching, right? Yes, and I know because it's not about his hitting. Yeah, and I think they're a pretty good Union Hill team, but I don't know. They're a question mark. I could see them kind of going wherever. I I really don't know a feel for them. Yeah, and then the other field choice, I guess, would then determine how everything shakes up uh, after those groups because I think that's guaranteed to be the top five right now. Steinberg, Marone, yep. Pollock, Wallman, and Harris. Did you guys beat Marone? We or did. Or lose to Marone? No, we didn't. So, so actually, you have the tiebreaker over Marone. Correct. Marone, I, blew, I blew Marone up that game. Apologies to Glenn. So Marone beat us. So, like, right now you're looking at the 9-7 and seven teams. The 9-7 and seven teams are you, me, Pingaro, LaRocca. Yep. I lose the tiebreaker to Pingaro and LaRocca, but yep. I would have the tiebreaker over you. We beat you, Pingaro, LaRocca. So then you – and then if yep. you win, so you have tiebreakers over all of us. Correct. And you beat Marone. So, so with a win, you're guaranteed the sixth seed – and very well could be the five if Marone loses. Yeah, you're right. That's yep. that's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. We didn't have either Gold Wall well, it all depends though, right? On what happens with those other teams. Yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're you're yep. just trying to you're just trying to win and hope Marone loses. Because even if Pingaro and LaRocca win, you have tiebreakers over them. Yep, yep, yep. That's true. There you go. So we don't. So I would, you know, it, that's why my team could be anywhere from six to maybe eight. Uh, I don't think we can go below then, but um, you know, I think nine is is good enough. So right. okay, so who's out of this? We we talked about the top group. We talked about the bottom group. Out of this middle group, who's the most dangerous team? And that would be you, me, Pingaro, Laraca. I'll throw Fradkin in that mix because they're eight and seven and they can finish the year ten and seven. I think yep. they have two, two games left, so they they're still have a possibility to be in that mix. So of the nine and ten win teams. Who's more dangerous? Uh, I was I, I I guess I'm a little biased. I like to put um, my team in the mix. I think when MG is present, um, we do become very dangerous. Um, but I also think your team has a you know a lot of firepower, scares a lot of uh, a lot of people. But uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. I think you got to throw Pingaro into the mix as well. I think he's done a tremendous job, you know, with with that squad, and, and they've yeah. gotten better as the years as the years progress. So. Why doesn't LaRocca's team get enough respect? Now, I'm not saying this. No one has said anything to me. Frank has not said anything to me. This is just me me going on my personal opinions because I thought last year they didn't get enough respect and they went all the way to the semifinals, right? And this year they have the same exact team. They're a bunch of professional softball players, and it just seems like they get overlooked all the time. But anytime you play them, they're a tough out. 
but I think it's just that, right? You're kind of like that's the same team as last year, so you don't like, you know what I mean? You don't kind of they're not like, flashy, exactly. They're just they stick to their business, you know. They they get out there and get it done. Um, so maybe that's why. But listen, I I love Frank more than anyone, but uh, yeah, no, they're they're a tough out for sure. All right, I'm going to ask you to pick the winners of Sunday's games, okay? Shoot. So here we go. Fradkin against Wallman at the swim club. I'll take Wallman on that in that one. Okay. Then Harris against Lombardi at the swim club. Harris against Lombardi at swim. I'll take I'll take Harris, but it'll be a close one. Okay. Marone Drashinsky at East Francis. I'll take I will go Drzezinski in that one with Marone being a little shorthanded. Okay. DeMarco LaRocca at Manalapin number three. I'll take LaRocca in that one. Steinberg Lapine at the middle school. I'll go Steinberg. Apple Pingaro at Morel. Ooh. I'm going to go Apple. Pat, don't kill me. <laughs> Apple Fradkin at Morel. At Morel, I'll yeah. go Apple. <laughs> he me takes too. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Pollock and Bykovsky at Municipal. It's at Muni. Uh... I'll go Bykovsky in the upset, preventing yeah. Pollock from getting the one seed. I agree with that one. I'll go Bykovsky as well. Goldfarb Chef at Union Hill Left. I'll go Goldfarb. And then the game of the day. Jacoby oh. Faris, <laughs> Union Hill right. I, I'm, I'm I know no, who I'm picking. <laughs> I know who I'm picking. Yeah, well, listen, I will actually I'll give you guys a nod because it's on Union Hill. Yeah, you know what? I picked Jacoby to win that game, so it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jomo, uh, are you excited about the fall league slash tourney, which congratulations, you have the number one overall selection. I do. I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I got a couple of uh, tricks up my sleeve for the draft. Um, I took the number one pick for a reason. Uh, I can't divulge too much, but Justin Brock. Okay. A- anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he's my guy. What am I going to do? I, yeah. I listen, I'm, 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 if I'm doing a mock draft based on who the captains are and what they're selecting, yep. I have listen, you taken Jay Brock. It's no secret when you throw him on the mound, he's as good as there is. And then, you know, listen, I'm going to try to get my guys. I'm going to try to sure. know, get my guys. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think, uh, you know, Frank, yourself, Alex, Doug, Pat, you guys have done a tremendous job with this. Um, Ten teams in such a short period of time and for a great, great cause. Um, I do want to say um, that the Sunday morning Arc League is actually going to be donating balls. I actually didn't tell Frank just yet, but we're going to be donating, um, you know, the balls to all the captains uh, for the entire season. So Nice. Yeah, they're be going to a right. good cause. Yeah, looking yeah, forward to stuff that. there. I, I'm, I just can't wait. It's going to be fun playing this, um, this you know, round robin regular season, if we will. Every team's going to get to play nine games, but I'm really looking forward to the double elimination tournament. Yeah, and, and Frank, it's cool too because we're going to get yeah. we're going to get to see some new players as well that yes. aren't in our league. We're going to mm-hmm. see a couple new faces and, and some crazy. old faces. Yes, and some, some old, old faces, faces coming back. It, what's crazy too is if you think about it, right? We've had the 33 or so replacements this year, uh-huh. and then we've had a, you know obviously a couple of guys, but and for, for good reason, um, with COVID that are going to be, you know, hopefully back next year. I mean, Doug and I t- joke about it all the time. Like, do we go to 20 teams? There's going to be a million guys trying to get in next year. I've, I've thought about, I've thought about the 20 teams. Okay. And if that were the case, my suggestion would be to have the schedule just as it was this year. Every team plays 19 games and that's it. You play wow, everybody listen, once. 
I, I don't know if we'll actually get to that point. I mean, 20 mm-hmm. teams is a big ass, but we'll, we'll cross that. But I think I, I'm just thinking like this, the way that the season worked this year with playing everybody once was nice. Was cool. yeah, and was also, cool. and also it would have been nice to play some extra games, but I think that with everybody getting together and having the scrimmages before the regular season, yep. we played more than 22 games. We did. So it. Pat, I think it's fine. Pat played like a hundred games. Yeah, like exactly. So, I do think yeah. that you know a 17 game regular season was was fine. I really do. No, it was a huge success. Yeah, it was great. But like I said, I'm looking forward to the double elimination tournament at the end of the fall season, yeah, in which um, uh, Frank and I did the brackets and working with the field choice, and uh, in order to make everything con- you know as concise as possible, we're gonna play two games on a Wednesday night. That's huge. I like that. So, a lot. so the first two, the first oh, two Doug games. Is texting me twenty teams. <laughs> yeah, of course. Relax, Doug. Relax, Doug. <laughs> yeah, this is not your podcast. Um, if, if we're gonna play, it's a double elimination tournament with ten teams. So that means that teams that are ranked seven, eight, nine, ten have to play an extra game in cool. order to win the tournament. Cool. So that extra game is going to be not a playing game because it's double elimination. So if you lose, you still come back on Saturday to play, but you have to win that Wednesday night to then enter the winner's bracket. If you lose that Wednesday night, you start the Saturday in the loser's bracket and you're one and done. You lose right. on Sunday morning. So so Becker, so Becker probably should get ready for that extra game. Yeah, exactly. Tell him to free up <laughs> his Wednesday night and then get ready to play uh, in the loser's bracket. Oh. But, Jomo, this is fun, man. Uh, yeah. Thanks for doing this. Uh, yeah, thanks Scott, for your help all season as long. As always, man. Uh, thanks a lot. We, I, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing this this year, especially with everything going on. I think I speak for it. the uh, entire league that we all all appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll do a full playoff preview episode next week with a final regular season Pollock Power Rankings, which, again, I stress, will not equal the seeding that goes into the playoffs. So it's going to be interesting to see that. So thanks, Jomo. Uh, Good luck on Sunday. I'll see you before the game. Leave your bat at home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'll just stay (laughs) home. It's fine. (laughs) Take it easy. All right, buddy. See you. Later. There he is, Commissioner Joe Mamone. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Good luck, everybody, playing on Sunday into Apple and Fratkin, who have double headers. Finish your seasons strong, and uh, we will have the seedings completed on Sunday. There are so many things up for grabs. So many people can go, you know, top to bottom, can switch seeds, and teams trying to avoid the playing game. So it's going to be very, very interesting. Good luck to everybody on Sunday, and I'll talk to you guys next week with a playoff preview episode of Marlboro Softball Talk. Good luck.